Welcome, and thank you for listening to this audio sermon from Lighthouse Baptist Church. For more information about our ministry, go to lbccincy.com. And now for the message from our speaker. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about freedom. Freedom. We just got through celebrating Veterans Day, and and, uh, everybody was acknowledging the fact that they're responsible for the freedom that we have. Amen. Amen. I... uh, I better not tell you. I was going to tell you something I said on Facebook the other day. If you read my post, uh, it was this guy. Well, I'm not going to do that. I'll tell you on the QT after a while. But uh, turn to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. I think Romans chapter 8 is one of the greatest chapters on the Declaration of Freedom. Amen. You talk about the Declaration of Independence. Romans is all about freedom. Romans chapter 8. Uh, the, the Holy Spirit's mentioned 19 times if my calculations is correct. And 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And uh, the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 8, it kinda, it's kind of a summation of everything he said up until now. Up until now. Chapter 8 is the uh, coming together of all that he's, that he's been saying up until now. And uh, Paul came to the conclusion uh, that... Uh, uh, justification is by faith and faith alone. And uh, when you're justified, you're no longer condemned. Uh, this, this chapter is given, uh, if, we, if you read this chapter, I think you can, you can follow along with me, and you'll find at least four different freedoms in this chapter. Uh, you're, you're, you're saved, you've been uh, liberated, you're free, you've been, uh, so now you have freedom. And the first freedom that you open, that, it, that this starts out with is a freedom from condemnation or the freedom from judgment. Paul said, there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. You see, when you come to the therefore in the Bible, as I've always said, find out why it's therefore. And you'll learn something. Find out why that therefore is there. Well, uh, in Romans chapter 3 and verse 20, you have the therefore of condemnation. Paul said, therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. And uh, this condemnation is because of what Romans 3.10. And I know you all know that, where it says, all uh, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. And Jesus, in John 5, 24, he said, uh, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my words and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. You know, when you hear the word and you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you're free from condemnation. So that's the freedom that Paul talks about in this chapter. I mean, we're given the therefore in Romans chapter 5, and verse 1 where it says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have what? Peace with God. How? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. And Romans chapter 8 gives us a therefore of no condemnation. And, you know, that's a tremendous truth, isn't it? Aren't you glad that when you're saved, you're no longer condemned? Amen. Now, the basis for this wonderful assurance is wrapped up in this phrase right here. Are you ready for this? In Christ. Did you get that? In Christ. 
In Adam we're condemned. In Adam we're condemned. When I do that, that means nod or say amen. Okay? In Adam we're condemned. In Christ we're what? Not condemned. Isn't that great? You see, the law condemns, but the believer has a new relationship to the law. Amen? Uh, uh, the law is, was the schoolmaster that bring, brought us to, brought, was, was geared or designed to bring us to the Savior. I want you to consider the certainties of this Christian liberty for a minute. I mean, verse 1, as I said before, is kind of a summation of, 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 of the whole of the rest of the, of the book up until this point. No condemnation means that we've been emancipated. Uh, uh, the word emancipated, it means freedom from the control of someone else. You see, before we were saved, we were, we were under the control of Satan. People don't know that, but they are. You see. Uh, but this, this chapter emphasizes the Holy Spirit, and, uh, and, uh, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Uh, the better we understand our relationship, see, see if you don't agree with this, the better we understand our relationship uh, to Christ, the better we're going to understand how free we really are from sin. That's why you need to get in a book, by the way. Amen? So you see, there, there's, uh, there is in this verse in Romans chapter 8, what I call five precious P's that relates to our declaration of freedom. First of all, we have an undeserved pardon. Uh, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. A question has been asked over and over again throughout all of the history, all of mankind for that matter. Uh, 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 what does somebody have to do to go to hell? That thought occurs to people. As a matter of fact, i got to share this with you. You're going to think I'm an eagle kick now probably. But uh, I was preaching on Fountain Square one time, and, and there was two preachers before me. We had a permit to preach on the square, and there was three or four of us preachers that, that uh, got together and was preaching on Fountain Square. And uh, one of them preached on how to go to heaven, and the other preached on the love of God. And uh, I got up and I said, they've been telling you how to go to heaven. I'm going to tell you how you can go to hell. <laughs> and I preached from John. I said, you guys love that John 3, 16 that preacher just told you about. Amen. But I said, the Bible don't stop there. The Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But you know what the next verse says? God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And I said, verse 18 says, he that believed on him is not condemned. That means won't go to hell. But he that believeth not is already on your way to hell. I said, you want me to tell you how to go to hell? Just keep going the way you are. Amen. Amen. But I'm glad. I just had to throw that in. Amen. But anyway, I, I may never get to come back, so I want to be sure and get it all out while I'm here. But we know, you know, we always quote that in John 3.16, but it doesn't stop there, does it? Amen. Uh, you know, because, you see, we have an undeserved pardon now. We didn't deserve it, uh, 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 but we have an undeserved pardon. Romans chapter 5, verse 6 says, For when we be yet uh, without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. I mean, we didn't deserve that, did we? Romans chapter 4, verse 7 and 8 says, saying, Blessed are those whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. I'm saying we have an undeserved pardon. But let me tell you something else we have. I told you I was going to give you some sweet peas. The next sweet pea is uh, we have an undeniable position. 
undeserved pardon. Now, I stayed in the thesaurus a long time getting this together, so y'all pay attention. <laughs> we have an undeserved pardon, and we have an undeniable position. It says, there is therefore now no condemnation. We've been emancipated from the, from the prison of sin, and we've been positioned in Christ. Isn't that a wonderful position to me? I don't know about you, but I'd rather be in Christ than anywhere I know of. Amen? Uh, John 1.12 says, As many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. I'm glad I got in Christ, aren't you? Uh, the Bible said in, uh, uh, in Hebrews that, uh, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son that receiveth. If you, do, if you uh, endure chastening, uh, God dwelleth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? And then he said, But if you be without chastisement, Wherefore ye are, are partakers, then ye are bastards and not sons. I remember your old Dr. B.R. Lakin preached on that one time years ago. You know, Christians aren't perfect, but Christians are forgiven. Uh, I thank God for that. There's a sweet pea of a pardon. There's a sweet pea of a position we have now. But let me show you something else. There's a sweet pea of a presence. I'm glad he's with us, aren't you? He never leads us. He never forsakes us. He'll always be with us. But let me give you another one right quickly. We have an unlimited peace. An unlimited peace. The moment of salvation, my position changed forever. Uh, that's what Romans 5, 17 is all about. We're new creatures in Christ. Uh, the saved are positioned in Christ to one day be caught up together with him. Uh, to be pardoned and be positioned in Christ is wonderful. But you know, the wonderful part about that is we have, an un, we have an unfailing peace. I mean, we have a peace. I don't know about you. Well, I do know about you. If you're saved, you know there was a peace that you never had before. Isn't that right? And then, as I said before, we have an unfailing promise. Notice the last part of that verse. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Aren't you glad for the presence and the leading of the Holy Spirit? I mean, this is, a, this is, a, uh, this, this is not a conditional statement here. It's a positional statement. If you're in Christ, my dear friends, Jesus Christ will always be with you. Did y'all get that? That's wonderful, isn't it? Isn't it a wonderful, Pete? You see, beloved, uh, the reason that there is no condemnation is given in just one phrase, in Christ. And when you're in Christ, you have his presence. You have his presence. He's with you. Amen. And, and verse 2 says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Uh, prior to salvation, my life wasn't lived through the power of Jesus Christ, but now it is. Uh, no matter how many good deeds or how many good works you do, uh, beloved, let me tell you, you're still lost in your sins until you, uh, until you accept Christ. And when you accept Christ, you're in Christ. Our salvation rests upon the finished work of Calvary. I mean, it's, it, it was there that Jesus accomplished and provided all that we needed for salvation. I'm glad that that's a finished transaction. Aren't you glad for that? Amen. I mean, we've been emancipated. I feel sorry for those people, my dear friends, that, that, that are, are trying their best to get to heaven on their own. I feel sorry for them, number one, because they won't make it. And if by chance they are saved, and there are people that are saved like that, I'm sure, they never have that peace. They never have that peace. You see, uh, uh, John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth. 
give unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled, and neither let it be afraid. I'm glad we have a peace. And let me give you the, the, uh, the last P. The last P. We have the sweet P of pardon and position and presence, but we also have the sweet peace of a promise. Verse 2 says, For the law of the Spirit of uh, 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 the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made us free from the law of sin and death. You see, beloved, the born again have been set free from the law of sin and death. Our freedom was secured at Calvary. And my dear friends, there is nothing that can overturn the transaction that took place on the cross of Calvary. There aren't enough demons in hell to overcome the victory that our blessed Lord won for us on the cross. And that victory secured our peace. Amen? The psalmist says the cross is where justice and peace got together. Amen? I remember reading several years ago about an evangelist. I might have been D.L. Moody or Benison, one of those evangelists. He'd preached a, he'd preached a meeting, in a, t- a tent meeting, a large tent meeting. And there was a fellow there every night he was under conviction. And the last night of that meeting, the evangelist preached on hell. And the guy was so disturbed he couldn't get any sleep that night. And so the next morning he got up early and he took off as fast as he could down to catch him before the, before the tent was taken down. And to his dismay, the tent had already been taken down and, and was on its way to the train to go to the next town. And he found the evangelist in the, uh, in the uh, passenger's car. He ran up in the passenger's car crying, fell down in his seat and said, Sir, he said, listen, he said, I want to, be, he said, I want to make peace with God. The evangelist said, I'm sorry, you're too late. And he started crying. He said, you mean because the tents, uh, because the meeting's over, it's too late for me to make peace with God? He said, that's exactly what I mean. He said, you mean I can't get saved? He said, I didn't say that. I said, you're too late to make peace because peace was made on the cross over 2,000 years ago. Look in, look in verse 12. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. So we have freedom then from judgment, no condemnation. But let me tell you another freedom that I really enjoy, and that's a freedom of no obligation. (laughs) Amen. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, we all know that verse, don't we? For we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that's called according to his purpose. Amen. We're no longer obligated to this flesh. Are you with me now? I mean, God is working in our lives now that we're in Christ, and His purpose is going to be worked out in our lives. Amen, aren't you glad for that? Think about that. There's no obligation. I know there's flesh anything. Can I tell you all something? You mark this down somewhere. God gave up on the flesh in the Garden of Eden. Amen? We're not in the... Hey, when you're in Christ, you're not operating in the flesh anymore. Y'all with me so far? You got the Holy Spirit living in you. Isn't that a great truth? And so you see, not only do we have the freedom from judgment, no condemnation, and the freedom from obligation because everything's working out for our own good, but then we have the freedom from discouragement and frustration. You see, beloved, we're not obligated to the flesh because now we have freedom, and and that freedom gives us a uh, freedom from uh, from discouragement because we know that no matter what happens in our life it's for our good and for his glory and that what it's all about isn't that isn't that what it's all about Amen. and then I'll give you this and I'll be done 
I see the clock up here. It's run out. We have freedom from fear because we'll never be separated. I love this part, don't you? Never be separated. You know, we don't really have to be discouraged because we know that everything's working for our good. Amen? It's not always, it's hard to understand. I never, I never visit our former pastor, Brother Tim Raines, at the Arbors without leaving, thanking God that even though he's laying there, not able to respond to anything we say, God's working a purpose in his life. Isn't that great? You can imagine how I feel about that. Can you imagine that? I mean, number one, he would have never have been at Woodville if it hadn't been for me. <laughs> number two, uh, if he hadn't been at Woodville, he probably wouldn't have been eating the fish that put him in the condition he's in. So you can imagine the guilt trip I must get on occasionally. Amen. I was talking to his dad several months back, and we, we went over that very thing. And he said, Brother Webb, he said, there's something to think. Hadn't been for you, he never would have got to realize his dream of pastoring. God works everything out, doesn't he? Amen? Is that hard to believe? It's hard to understand, isn't it? I don't understand it. I, I, was, uh, <clears throat> I was talking to Vicki at the, at the nursing home the other day. And uh, before we had to pray, before we prayed, she said, you know, Brother Webb, he said, I, she said, Brother Webb, I just don't know how to pray. I said, Vicky. I said, I don't know whether you know it or not. I said, but that might be the best position you could be in. You see, when we don't know how to pray, Romans 8 tells us God takes our groanings. Are y'all with me? He takes, he takes our groanings. And he goes to the Father on our behalf. And you know the best part of that is he always prays in the Father's will. We don't always pray in the Father's will. So you see, there's some tremendous truths in this chapter, isn't it? I love Romans chapter 8, but I like this part best of all. Think about it. Starts out with no condemnation. Are y'all there? No condemnation of those in Christ Jesus, and it ends up no separation. No condemnation, no separation. There's no condemnation because we share the righteousness of God, and the law can't condemn us. There's no obligation because we have the Spirit of God that enables us to overcome the flesh and live for God. And there's no frustration because we know that God's in control and He's running our lives. And there's no separation because we, listen to this, we experience the love of God. The love of God. Verse 35 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? <laughs> now verse 36. As it is written, for thy sakes we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep of the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is where in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Oh, man. The emphasis in this final section is on the security of the believer. 
I'm glad I'm secure, aren't you? How we don't need to fear the past, the present, or the future. Because, my dear friends, listen, we're all secured in the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul presents five arguments to prove that, that there can be no separation between the believer and the Lord. First of all, in verse 31, he said, God is for us. The Father is for us. I mean, that's, listen, he proved that by giving his son for us. Amen? And if, brother, if, Jesus, if God was willing to give his best for us, you can mark down what I'm telling you and take it to the bank. There isn't anything that God has now that he won't give to us if it's for our good. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> In verse 32, the son's for us. In verse 28, God is making things work for us. I mean, uh, uh, in his person and in his providence, God is for us. We can enter into each day of our lives knowing that God is for us. Isn't that wonderful? But let me show you something else. Not only is Christ for us, but Christ died for us. In verse 32, the argument here is from the lesser to the greater. I mean, if, if, if we were sinners and God gave his best, now that we're God's children, there isn't anything he won't give us that we need. Amen? And then in verse 33, God has justified us. God has justified us. <laughs> this means that he can, uh, he's declared us righteous in Christ. You know, Satan would like to accuse us, and he does all the time. Oh, yes, he does. But don't, you know what? Let me tell you something. The devil accuses us, and, and don't, don't argue with the devil because he knows as much about you as you know about you, maybe even a little more. And think about, well, think about the devil now. I mean, you know, he went to, before the Lord and accused Job. Amen. Hey, can, can you testify to being the same kind of person Job was? I don't think so. Amen. But, but can you, I want you to get the picture now. Uh, 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 Satan's accusing us. He said, I want you to look at that Bill Webb. Look what he did. He said he ran two stop signs trying to find his church tonight. <laughs> I'm confessing my fault so I can get healed. <laughs> I hope there's not a policeman here. I don't want a ticket. I don't need that. Hey, hey, y'all with me? But, but here's Satan. He's accusing. Look at that Bill Webb. Some Christian he is. If he was a Christian, blah, 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 blah. And you know what happens? All of a sudden, our defense attorney steps up. Amen. And he said, Judge, I want to show you something. Look at there. Hold up those nail-scarred hands. Amen. Amen. He said, look at here. He said, all that's already been paid for. And, and the devil, he kind of gets tongue-tied and turns around and looks at the judge. And guess who's on the bench? <laughs> Makes you kind of feel sorry for the devil, don't it? <laughs> I mean, think about it. There, I mean, God's force. Amen. There's, there's no condemnation. Uh, God loves us. Uh, and, and we've been justified. Understanding the meaning of justification brings peace to our hearts. Amen. Uh, let me give you the last one. I've got to get out of here. Christ, Christ, God is for us. Christ died for us. God justified us. Christ intercedes for us. Verse 34. The same Savior that died for us is now on the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. I tell you, folks, there's no freedom like the freedom we have if we're in Christ. Now, here's a, here's a clinch in the whole thing, and I'm done. I promise. 
Third conclusion, always get done. <laughs> the just of the whole thing is where you are at. Are you in Christ? Only you and the Lord knows that. But you know it. These things I've written to you that believe in the name of the Son of God that you may what? Know. That you have eternal life. Make sure you're in Christ. Amen? You know, there were some people in Corinth. Paul had some reservations about. He said, you better check up on yourself. You just might be a reprobate. You know what a reprobate is? Reprobate somebody don't have the right mind. Amen? So make sure you're in Christ. If you're in Christ, you have the greatest declaration of freedom that's ever been offered. It's wrapped up right here in this chapter. Aren't you glad? Man, I appreciate y'all having me tonight. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon from Lighthouse Baptist Church. For more information about our ministry, go to lbccincy.com.